Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. Hi everybody. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. Um, this is my Everyday Weirdo series, uh, volume four, and I'm really excited to have my good friend Lisa um, Heinemann joining me um, tonight. Um, super cool chick, and um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, we'll kind of be catching up a little bit because we haven't spent a lot of time together in recent years, but um, we have spent a lot of time together and doing some pretty weird stuff. So I'm happy to have you guys here. This is Whiskey and Weird. I'm glad you're here with me on, on Facebook live tonight, maybe YouTube, or maybe you'll be listening um, in later on your favorite podcast app or watching the replay. But either way, I'm, I'm grateful that you're here. If you start chiming in, say hello for sure. Um, I am not tasting whiskey. So for those of you tonight who are chiming in just for that, I am not tasting, but I am drinking... Um, at, Weirdly, I asked my 18-year-old son to choose the whiskey I would drink off of my shelf, um, and he chose the Monkey Shoulder, which I have tasted before, and um, so I'm just going to be sipping that while I talk to Lisa. Um, I uh, Just to let you guys know, this will be my last broadcast for a while. Um, I have a lot of stuff, a lot of changes happening in my life right now, and I'm going to take a break for the summer. But I'm hoping to come back bigger and better in the fall. And I hope to get my hands on some um, some good whiskeys to share with you um, to share with you in, in the fall. So if you have some recommendations, you, you can certainly pop on the page at Facebook, Whiskey and Weird, the Facebook page, and make some recommendations. That's the word I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward. Welcome. Welcome, you guys. Um, I am going to bring my friend Lisa in because I'm really excited to chat with her. All right. Hey, Lisa. Hey, hi. hi. Welcome. Say hello to the people. <laughs> I'm good. Hi people. hi, people. So my friend Sean says can't stay, stay long, but he, he's a, he's a huge fan. He's always on. I really appreciate him. He says hi, but he's a, uh, he's, he works um, games. So super cool. You can see the you can see the comments too, right, Lisa? Can you see them? I I don't know if you can't. can. Okay, so what I'll usually do if people come up, they have questions for you. I'm going to um, I'll pull them up on the screen, right, so I can show you those. But um, if you guys, I'll let Lisa look at that for a second. If you guys are looking or are listening, um, for sure, if questions come up for Lisa tonight, just mention here. Um, if you're visiting. Um, please say hi so I know you're here. Uh, I know Sean um, chimed in really quickly. Always grateful for his presence. Um, but yeah, chime in and say hello. And um, we're happy you're here. Lisa, I'm happy you're here. I wish we were hanging well, out. I'm in happy to be here. I know, right? I wish we were hanging out in person again, but we will, we will soon. We will soon. Oh, and there's Neil. Hi, Neil. Lisa's other half Sorry. over there. <laughs> All right. The other half. The the other half. I I'm sorry, Neil. I can't say better half, but <laughs> I, that. I I let's just say you're fair and equal, okay? Let's just say that, right? No. Right. So that's that works out. 
So, uh, so I'm going to say a couple of things, Lisa, but I'm always the one talking here. So I'm going to invite you to, to, you can kind of explain to folks, you know, a little bit about how we know each other or more. Um, of course you can imagine where I might vent, what road I might venture down a little bit, um, in this conversation because it was a time period in our lives that we really got very close. Right. Um, but Lisa, Lisa and I, right. So I know Lisa and Neil, from um our kids went to school together right and uh actually our daughters we both have emily's same class and then our boys um alex and noah were in class together so um so we were like right side by side throughout um, all of their schooling right the whole time and um our boy our boys um were good friends for a long time i think we've discussed this i think they were almost too much alike i think that's what's kind what kind of happened for them for a while where they they kind of went like this, but, but that Probably. happens. And I know that they, they play video games still together. And really that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But, yeah. Well, you know, that happens. That kind of happened with us too. Right. We, I mean, we were like peanut butter and jelly for a long time there. Yeah. And then life just kind of changes and you know, you, you yeah. have to just go with wherever you're being called at that moment. And then look, look yeah. where we wound up. You know, I know. Just full circle and reconnecting again, which is really cool, I think. It so. is cool. And I think that, I think you just kind of have to trust how that works out. And of course, you know, we've both been dealing with our own stuff. And, right. and I, I don't think it was that we tried to move apart. We just, you know, we just were doing other stuff, right? And dealing, more, more dealing. I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of coping was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm really happy. And you know what? I wanted to share because I thought it was really cool when you and I had um, dinner together. What was that? Gosh, two months ago? Has it been two months? More than was it that? that long already? I don't know. It's been, I feel like it's been too long. But we both kind of yeah. saw ourselves at that table. Remember, we had the same I idea about where we would eat. And, and we both saw us, ourselves there. And I was like, okay, we were clearly meant to reconnect at the at the lodge in Mukilteo tonight, right? Talk about synchronicity, though. That always yeah. just even now it kind of freaks me out a little bit thinking of it. Yeah. The day you sent me that text, literally an hour or two before that, maybe mm-hmm. I had just said to Neil that I need to get in touch with her. We need to get together. I'm not even kidding. Within the hour, I got a text from you. We need yeah. to get together. It was like out of the blue. Yeah, I feel I mean, that. Talk about just and then, yeah, and then just the way the whole night planned out, played out, the way the whole thing played out, it was really. Um, it, it yeah. It, well, it I just. Like it's it's weird, and I think it's just kind of an affirmation, like it's a confirmation of of the fact that we were supposed to be where we are, we were at the, that time, right? So, for me, yeah. that's that's how it that's how it feels for me. I know other people don't see that, but I I see synchronicity as really as confirmation, as affirmation, um, kind of just a reminder right. from the universe. So so like even earlier today, right when you texted me, hey, how I do know. I get on? I'm like, I just sent you the link, right? I'm like, like you must have seconds. sensed it, yeah. Like really, so seconds, yeah, yeah. About, like being on the same. People, people are attuned and yeah, I, yeah, I think it's fascinating. Just so you know, Linda's on. She, I don't know if you see it. She's watching. Hi, Linda. She hey, says Linda. she's watching. Thanks for being here. Um, so, so, so anyway, uh, 
Lisa, well, you can elaborate, but Lisa and I, so, you know, we were friends, but we really, really, really got to be friends, like, really solidly um, during our twi-hard years. And and for those of you who don't know what that means, because I'm sure there are people, but but they're the weirdos, if you ask me, right? Or we were very much into the Twilight books and movie series. Um, I mean, so much so that we went to midnight showings, (laughs) sometimes with our kids, sometimes with not them. We went to Forks. We did that with Harry Potter, though, too. We did, we too. We some Harry Potter late-night things, too. Yeah, and but... I think, did we do Hunger Games, too? We did. But we had our kids with us for those. I mean, the Twilight thing yeah. was really driven by, by our um, by us, right? Like, we well, were... We went to Forks. We did. I mean, we actually made the pilgrimage more than once. More than once. That is the key. Um, and took yeah. our girls. That was really fun. Those pictures came up recently I, somewhere. I, I saw them and, and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so fun. So a lot of people think that's weird, right? Like you're either a Twilight fan or you're not. And if you're not, then then they look on us like we're crazy. Um, right. But but it was so much fun. Like we had such a good time, right? We like... We went back recently. What's that? Like we went back recently to oh, Forks. Oh, did you? nice yeah yeah i I don't know what something again one of those weird synchronous things where Mm -hmm. i just all of a sudden randomly started thinking about twilight again and i mentioned it to deal that i we should really take a road trip i haven't been there since in so many years and let's go back and and we did it was just pre-covid what was Um, it like totally different yeah totally different yeah not there was like one little Twilight store, and it wasn't even a Twilight store. It was just a store that had to have happened to have a few Twilight things in it. Yeah. Um, and other than that, it was like sleepy old forks, like. <laughs> which is yeah. which yeah. makes me so sad, really, because you and I talked about that before. Like, if if the movies had actually been made there, it would have been a huge boost for that economy for years and years oh, and yeah. years, right? And it's kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer that it wasn't. But those trips were so much fun. Like, they really were fun. I almost don't want to go back to Forks because I know I'm going to be really disappointed (laughs) when I go there, right? It's still beautiful. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, we went to the rainforest. We did some hiking. That is still gorgeous as ever. Oh, yeah. We drove out to the Riz, of course. First beat, went out there, saw some eagles. So, I mean, it's still beautiful. You really, and Emily, my Emily even likes going out there now. She drags her boyfriend out there. We're going to La Push, baby. Yeah, La Push, baby. It's La Push. Yeah, right. Yeah, we could probably still, we could probably still quote. Like, can you still watch those movies, right? Just kind of say, say everything. Yeah, I know. Well, it's funny. I have to say that sometimes when I watch the movies now, I'm like, oh my God. The hairdos, like the hair in, what is it, as they get farther on, some of that stuff gets really ridiculous. And I'm like, how how, how did I handle this when I did? It's pretty funny. Um, but and it's then, still fun. I still, it's still fun to watch. It, oh, it's up. it's totally fun. It and just you, sucks me in. Yeah, you know what? Is it does. One of, uh, one of our boys' classmates from school, his younger sister, is reading them right now and she's been borrowing them from me. So I've kind of been like, oh, I might need to uh, to revisit these. I might need to reread them. And I haven't read Midnight Sun yet. Have you read Midnight Sun? I did. Yeah. I did. I, you can borrow 
Okay, I should borrow it from you. I need to read that. That should be something on my summer list. So, so I need I need to do that. But of course, this interest of ours kind of begs for the conversation around the idea of of vampires and werewolves or actually shapeshifters, right? Because they aren't really werewolves, they're shapeshifters. And you know, I don't I don't know if you know this, but there are are definitely groups of people that believe that all three of these things actually exist or have existed at some point in history, which is a really interesting notion. I actually know someone that I trust inherently who um someone I know through my Reiki stuff and she um she's done past life regressions and and she has she has had an experience where she believes that she was actually a vampire in a past life. And of course, yeah. And of course it, I don't think it's exactly the way, you know, that, that, that media, that the movies and stuff portray them today, but some version of, of these people that feed on the blood of other people have, you know, have actually existed or people believe that, um, yeah, so I don't know. Have you ever heard? Did you realize that there are people believe and believe in vampires now? Werewolves, we get shapeshifters, yeah, but but vampires, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. What are your okay. thoughts on that, Neil? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's bleeding the fifth. I can see the shapeshifters. Yeah, that's in line with like skinwalkers and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I agree with that. I, I mean, it makes it easier to kind of to uh, come to terms with the possibility. Um, vampires are harder to, but you know, it, it, it could, it, it, I mean, humans have been around for a really long time. So it's hard to say, you know, in the age of storytelling and the things that we can actually, we can actually um, right. hear about. Maybe they maybe they haven't been around in a long time, but what a weird concept. I mean, uh, yeah. And I'm sure there have been people. Now, I think there is an ounce of truth to to all stories, right? So like I said, the way we portray vampires today in books and movies and things may not even really be anything like what they were, other than the fact that they like maybe to drink human blood, which I can see that there are probably people still today that would do weird things like that, right? I don't know. Just for the sake, my my sister, my sister Karen just chimed in that said Luciferians do. They believe, I I believe that's what she's saying is that they believe in in vampires and the existence of them. Or maybe they like to drink blood. You'll have to clarify for me, Karen. I don't know. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she's, if she's responding to the idea of vampires or just of people who drink blood. Um, But uh, I... I don't, yeah, I don't know, Lucifer, I don't know that that's really true either, because I actually know some Luciferians, and the perspective on them is not, um, is not as most people <laughs> think, um, it's a very different approach, um, they're not, they're not Satanists, they don't like evil and devil and worshipping and all that weird stuff, but, um, 
Anyway, but yeah, shapeshifters. So, Neil, you said you, you think shapeshifters could be an option. you have any more to say about that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's doable. And as, like Lisa was saying, you hear that among different cultures and you see different creatures and, and stone writings and the commonality is very odd, right? Right. That's what I think. When these cultures who have never interacted with each other, separated by, you know, years and thousands of years and thousands of miles, and yet they come up with the same or very similar um, scenarios or, or depictions of creatures, you have to think that yeah. there might be something to it. Same thing with aliens. I mean... Yeah, a lot of them have depictions of aliens, right? And all these yeah. different cultures... The, the larger head and the, the slanted eyes. And right, so like, why wow. would different cultures that are have no interaction, really, with each other come up with such similar... Mm-hmm. It, it just... I don't know. Same, me, well, same, as, same with, with Bigfoot. I mean, Bigfoot. There is some version of him in, in storytelling from cultures across the world... Um, from right. different from different you know time periods and all of that. So yeah, why would all of these yeah. people? And certainly in a time in time periods where making something like that up and telling stories about it isn't necessarily going to benefit anyone, right? Like today, it's a hard thing to to deal with because you know there's there's so many ways to benefit from stories that aren't true <laughs> via social media and things like that. So right. yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's a really fascinating thing to consider. And, you know, werewolves, how about werewolves? So a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of things that overlap with that, like dog man. I don't, I don't hear a lot of stuff about werewolves per se, but other creatures, um, similar to that, like, um, the dog man, for instance, are also readily, um, readily talked about uh, short stories shared about things like that all the time um, about people that see these dog-like creatures that are almost human and have the, the features of, of both. And, and who knows, maybe they are werewolves. Maybe we only see them when they're in that form, you know, but I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's really crazy to me, like how, how many people, I've said this on the show before, like I tend to believe that people believe what they believe, right? And I and I don't generally think that most people make up stuff out of nowhere, and it, yeah, maybe what they experienced wasn't what they thought, but um, but yeah, what I guess here's a good question: What's the most absurd story that you've seen? Like when you get on when you get into the whole cryptid thing, like what's the most absurd one where you're like, "There's no way that even exists." Like how how is that happening? Oh gosh. absurd story you know like a belief belief about things that people believe in you're like wow people believe in that (laughs) have you had have you come across any of those I don't know I think I'm generally pretty open-minded I mean I don't I don't have have you ever seen anything that you were just flat out like oh that's a crock or that's just really I don't know. I, no, maybe some videos here and there, right? Well, yeah. 
I mean, maybe well, every once in a while you see those videos that you think are, you know, have been fudged or. For sure. For, yeah. for sure. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of one of, I mean, honestly, I'm always just interested. I'm like, wow, this is really fascinating. There's more than one person. Like, even something like the chupacabra, right? Like, right. that's not something we hear about a lot here in the United States because it's not something that's really experienced as much. But there are people around the world that claim 100% that they have witnessed this creature. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems really, um, it's just fantastical, right? Like, but, you know, how, how do these things exist and why do they? And, you know, t- begs the question of are they all some sort of superhuman or supernatural kind of, you know, as we were saying before about Bigfoot. I think we were talking about that before we aired about, you know, the idea that he that, yeah, there could be this biological creature that we just haven't haven't um, found yet. But then there's all this stuff out there about it being way more than that. Um, and like why why are all the why do people why do some people see these things and some people don't like it's bizarre to me right yeah what strikes me is that is the number of times though you find yourself going down one road like back to the bigfoot thing and all of a sudden you're like diverted and detoured into something that you thought or would have thought was totally unrelated and yet there's all of these weird connections like um well like the whole interdimensional um thing and then the connections with you know people seeing ufos very frequently um when they see when there are bigfoot sightings like what's the connection there and it's just interesting how um these connections are made um, between things that you that you would never have c- cerebrally thought were yeah. connected. Does that make sense? You know oh, I mean? yeah. Like, no, I totally know. Yeah. Well, and here... Diversion. Here in, in, the, in Washington State, that's a huge thing, is that diversion, as you're saying, between Bigfoot and UFOs, and that there's something, whether they're connected or, gosh, as I'm t- saying this out loud, like... Um, you know, maybe, maybe the aliens are just interested in the Bigfoot, you know, like, who knows, maybe, maybe it's that it could be as simple as that. um, Because they're clearly interested in a lot of things. I'm going to address a couple of comments really quickly. um, Before we move on. Um, One from my sister who says, um, Lucifer is the devil in response to my question. Well, Lucifer became the devil, but he was not always the devil. And um, people who are Luciferians actually believe in more of the traumatized um, angel than um, they do in the evil version of him that our Bible depicts. So I just wanted to clarify that for my sister, um, love. Uh, and then um, my friend Don, he was he's talking about in relation to to um, I want to show this on here. Late to the discussion, origins of lichen. I can I think that's lycanthropy related to Greek lichen and the violation. So he's referring to to werewolves. And then he goes on to say um, the medieval descriptions, they're related to individuals with skin conditions. So um, so that's interesting. So, you know, it's kind of a way that we try to push push things away, right? Like we're going to don't 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 hear those people that you might get what they have or um, uh, the, the he says the madman suffering from dermatitis, basically. Um <laughs> But, you know, 
I, 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 having been raised in the Catholic Church, of course, you can relate to this. I, I don't necessarily go straight to those stories that that people have told us about why those things exist either, because, um, so, uh, but that's interesting. And I'm wondering if Don is suggesting that he believes that's what it, what it is, or if he's just sharing that as a, as a perspective on where that myth came from, right? Because myths do evolve from lots of different things. Mm -hmm. But, but then why are people seeing dog man creatures today? Like today, I'm pretty sure we're very clear on what is a man with dermatitis and what, what is a creature with fur that also has human qualities? I don't know. I think people are more, more aware of that. I don't know. Do you know anything about that stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Right? What do you What do you have to say about Don's comments, Lisa? You're a scientist. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're probably right, though. That you know, a lot of these myths were, oh, and and you know, backtracking a little bit too. A lot of it is to, um, I think, originally a lot of those myths were to explain things that weren't, you know, readily understood. Of course, there's some comfort in. Um, seeking answers and making up answers, filling in the gaps for what mm -hmm. you don't know. And so I think there was a lot of that, obviously, that went on. Um, so, but that, beg, that begs the question. So was there a werewolf and then the powers that be said, mm, we can't let people know that werewolves exist, so we're going to tell them they're madmen with dermatitis. Or, or... Did they use the madmen with dermatitis as a way to create this fear around something that ex that that really didn't exist, right? Like it could have gone either way, and who who the hell knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I would be inclined to think the latter, just um, as a means of control, if nothing else. You know, we control people by instilling fear in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, we tell kids stories of the boogeyman so that they go to bed on time and they don't go out wandering at night. And, you know, um, I think the boogeyman exists. <laughs> yeah. Don't go swimming after dinner. After you eat, you'll get a cramp and drown. And you so, know. yeah, no, you're right. But here's the thing about that is, and, and this is the trouble I come across in the work I'm trying to do is that for some kids, the boogeyman really does exist. And that kind of nonsense doesn't really help anybody, right? Like, so, you know, oh, not at all. you know what I mean? The fact that some kids are seeing creepy things in their room um, and, and playing that off. So I don't, I don't know how I feel. I, I tend to go the other way. I tend to believe that um, that there were things out there that the powers that be did not understand. And, um, and instead of kind of addressing them directly, just said, oh yeah, what you saw wasn't really what you saw. Because we still experience that today. I mean, our government does it to us all the time. So, in my opinion, in my opinion. Um, so anyway, I, you know, that's just, but I get it, see. No, you're right. I mean, I had one of those kids, Alex, for yeah. years when we first moved into our house and then it all of a sudden stopped, strangely enough. But for years, he was saying, he called them shadow people. Mm -hmm. This is a preschooler. Preschool, first grade, that time period. How would he know about any of that? And he t used to talk about the shadow people in his room. Yeah. Um, and they would keep him up at night. And when, when he was getting ready to fall asleep, they would hit his bed and, like, shake his bed to make him wake up. 
And then he made the really strange comment to me one time. I'll never forget. He said, "They're try. They try and they try and um, scare you." He said, "But don't worry. They can't reach you." Wow. And this was like kindergarten, first grade, right around that time. Why? I, I, I mean, if there wasn't something to it, why would he just randomly pull something like that? Well, yeah. And that I, was a time when we. There was a period of time when we had a lot of funky stuff going on in our house too. The first first few years we lived here um, were a little bit odd, and it and looking back on it now, a lot of it did revolve around Alex for some mm. reason. Um, it was always we we had a persistent problem with toys turning themselves on in the playroom, and they were always his toys. The racetrack with the cars zooming around. I'd be downstairs folding laundry, and all of a sudden, through the intercom, I would hear this whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I'd go upstairs, and his racetrack, his um, tracks, car thing, Hot Wheels, were going around the track. Yeah. Or his little robot, I am a super fighter, would just randomly turn on and start talking <laughs> up cre- in the playroom. That's It creepy. was always his stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, coincidentally or not, you know yeah, it, he was talking about these shadow people in his room. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, like, shake his bed. He would do a motion of, like, banging on his bed to, like, jolt him awake, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he made that one comment to me that one time, don't worry, though, they can't reach you. They try and scare you or try and do something. I forget what exactly what he said, but I do remember him saying, but don't worry, they can't reach you. Yeah. That... In other words, and I took that to mean they can't physically interact with you. Mm-hmm. That you could see them and you know that they're there, but they can't touch you. They can't. Yeah. That's but, what, that was what I, I but took. You, was but you guys today. never saw those? You never experienced nope. those? Never saw anything. So I wonder if it was just something, I mean, maybe that and another interpretation is that you, these are, these are mine. Like, this is something I can do and you don't need to worry about it. Because it's really funny that you bring this up because recently, um, uh, uh, sorry, I just saw a weird comment. (laughs) I just saw a comment. Can you see it? Do you see the comment from from, from, uh, YouTube? So you are delicious, Neil. I'm just saying. I love that. Um, uh, anyway, okay. That's fantastic. Hey, at least I know someone's watching on YouTube, whether it's for the right reasons or not. Who knows? But I was saying, recently, I've had a lot of... Um, lot of opportunities like that have come up like watching or or experiences talking with people about PK so psychokinesis right and that and and it's really gotten me thinking and I have been thinking about this notion for a long time now that the, the things that we experience and I haven't figured out how to explain this really well yet but the things that we experience are more to do with us directly than they are with whatever we believe we're experiencing, if that makes sense. And, <clears throat> and because there's messages in it, right? And the whole idea of psychokinesis, of course, is this idea that we create the weird stuff around us because of our psychic abilities and our, and our connection to things. And so as soon as you started talking about Alex again, and of course, I've heard these stories before, 
But as you're talking about and talking about the toys and all of these things that are directly connected to him, that's, I was like, that sounds like PK, like almost like he had the ability himself that it doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't experiencing shadow figures, but it was like, it's, it has to do with this really deep connection on a psychic level and big energy and being able to manipulate things around you. Um, that's, I mean, that's what poltergeists are, right? Poltergeists are, aren't, yeah, yeah, they aren't entities in and of themselves. They're created by the energy that humans create. Um, and of course it's a gift in and of itself. It's, 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 it's being psychic basically and being able to connect and create things. We have to learn how to channel that. But again, for me, that's a weird synchronicity because this, this kind of theme of PK has been coming up in recent weeks. And to have you say that, of course, in a story that I've heard probably a handful of times over the years. And I'm like, okay, that might be what that is. And um, just, you know, knowing, knowing Alex, even like it doesn't seem completely out of, the realm of possibility that as your sister says that he's gifted like he, there, he there's abilities there um you know my own kids have seen things over the years too um but his his sound pretty consistent right like yeah yeah and it would make sense though that if you're thinking that all of these things are um uh, uh, emotionally charged right the, it's mm-hmm. it's it's when we're going through these turbulent big changes um, emotionally volatile, charged times that these things tend to manifest, right? Because yeah. it's a, it's like an energy surge of sorts. Um, yeah. And that would make sense. I mean, we were in a new house at the time. It's a big change for a little kid. Um, yeah. He was probably experiencing a lot of emotions and feelings, and maybe that's just how it came out. I don't know. Yeah. I, I never really saw it that way, but yeah. it's interesting how revisit these things years later and you kind of see them uh in hindsight how you it kind of puts a new perspective yeah so that's kind of an interesting it 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 is and i and i think there's purpose to that too i mean there's reasons that we don't come to these awarenesses at other times in our life i mean everything comes to us for a reason and is meant for us to think about whether we land on that forever or not i mean even in the field of all of this like ghosts and pair you know bigfoot you know how I looked at them 10 years ago, for instance, is completely different from what I, how I look at it today. And I'm sure it's even the same for you, um, you know, because you have the scientific background that that's how you look at things is, is from that way. So um, how, how would you say things have changed for you um, over time in terms of your perspective on kind of the supernatural? Um, I mean, I, think I've, I've tried to maintain an open-minded uh, attitude about it but I'm, at the same time I'm one of those people who I really like to see it myself like I really need to experience something myself I need it to, rather than just you know taking someone else's word for it and and I need to understand it uh, in order to accept it mm-hmm. I need, uh, and so I have a hard time with a lot of this. Well, I don't know. You just have to believe type um, oh, yeah. stuff. I need to have to. Uh, I need to have to understand the why, the how. Why? Explain it to me. Um, and but interestingly, though, the, it's and I say this very often that the more the more I learn, 
particularly with like things like quantum uh, quantum physics and quantum theory and that sort of thing. The more I research that and the more I learn, the less far-fetched some of those other ideas seem to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're learning, or I'm learning, about all of these things that are happening on this minute subatomic level. Yeah. And you have to think things can happen there when you look at things like quantum entanglement for example, where you've got two particles who, when they become entangled, they um, interact in a very predictable way, right? One is spinning left and one is spinning right, for example, uh-huh. right? And they maintain that. If you, and this is, this is like we're talking photons, like subatomic uh, particles. Particles, for, for, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then if you cleave them, they will maintain that relationship, even at a great distance. So if you manipulate one way over here, the other one will react wow. in a converse mm-hmm. way, even though they could be at, at some point miles apart. You start to turn, you, 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 if you change the rotation of one, the, the rotation of the other will spontaneously change with no apparent connection between the two. I mean, wow. it's mind boggling. It opens up the whole time travel, um, you know, interplanar, uh, telepathic yep. it's just it's so much you can go so many places with that and that's just one example but you know, the more we learn the more I learn, the more I research the more some of this crazy woo woo stuff actually you start to think holy shit, that, that actually could work Yeah, and it does work yeah, well and because I mean that, that just speaks to that notion of, of how people feel connected to one another and they don't really understand why like you know people believe that we all we all are stardust essentially (laughs) like what makes up all of us comes from so many different places so yeah it it makes it really I mean I don't know for me I'm like yeah that makes sense Um, but I think what happens is that some of us start thinking about it more and kind of get a little ahead of where most people can be with it and then it's easier just to throw it out because it seems too overwhelming but but you're right that there is science actually and a lot of people say this there is science 100 percent to back up a lot of these different things especially when you get into um you know time travel or psychic awareness psychic connectivity to things um all of that I mean, I, I can't explain, I mean, we can't explain why you and I, for whatever reason, have these synchronistic episodes, right? Or like how my sister and I across the, the ocean, across the world, literally like have moments. We had this weird thing where almost it was like the universe was compelling us to talk to each other. And I mean, there's just really bizarre things that happen and it doesn't make any sense. And when they happen consistently, that's when you start to question them, right? Like a one-off thing, yeah, you can probably talk yourself out of that. But um, but a lot of this stuff happens way more often than people people are realizing, and we just kind of choose to ignore you, it. That night, that night we went out to dinner. It was it played out exactly how it played in my mind's eye. Yeah, it was uncanny, it, bizarre. It, like right to right back to the booth we sat in. Yeah. That, it's not like it was a restaurant that had any significance to us at all. No. I don't think, had we ever even been there together? No. Nope. I, I don't think. I don't think was, so. There was no significance to that. It was a seemingly random thing, but it wasn't. It clearly wasn't. No. It really wasn't at all. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, and I think I think people see that way. It's so easy to dismiss, though, right? It's so, and yeah. I think it's especially easy to dismiss when he, when it happens with someone like with you. You can acknowledge it at least on some level, and I acknowledge it on some level, and so we can exchange that. But you know, when things happen to people that are completely off off the wall, but it's not someone you can talk about or with, you know, or you don't feel comfortable. I mean, how many of those things go unnoticed by people, right? Yeah. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating, I think. And I think we all are way more connected to each other, and particularly the people that we, that we circle, circle back to more than we, than we think, that there's reasons that, that, you know, you and I became friends. I mean, the fact that we have two Emilys, we have two boys that were like two peas in a pod with their glasses, they're cute, you know, cute little, you know, I mean, there's just, yeah. it's just bizarre, actually, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And, and even well, I in, don't think it was by chance. No. I, I can't believe that. I yeah. just can't. No, it definitely wasn't. But, um, I mean, and even when you think about some of the challenges, oh, I'm going to mess with my hair. Um, that you know even things that we had in our lives happening which were in maybe some ways kind of similar um you know and and just you know choosing kind of different paths in terms of how to to go about them but the, a lot of synchronicities in our life in general i think um and of course twilight was a huge synchronicity <laughs> i mean cuz that really was where you and i really bonded because we found this and we had so much fun of that we had been friends of course before um and, and were we i can't remember were we presidents of parents club during that or before that i can't remember was it before or after that i, I don't, don't i don't i don't know or during i don't or know or during yeah, i don't maybe. know talk about weird <laughs> I just remember being Phineas and Ferb. Oh yeah. I was like I was Ferb. I was just I would just smile and nod <laughs> and gave the reins to you. Well, that's because I like to talk. I like to hear myself talk, I guess. No, it's not that I like to hear myself. I just have to talk. That's just, I'm like compelled to talk all the time about things that come into my brain, right? So that's, that's funny. good. I, but I do remember you making that reference when we were, you're like, we're like Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, yeah, I love that show. I do too. Yeah, I recently, yeah. I reconnected with a friend recently and he, and he's totally into that show and we're both like, what? You like that Best show? Best yeah. song ever. Yep. It's very good. I love it. So I'm going to see if we have any more comments from anybody. Don, uh, Don shared um, a, a, um a link to some I got a dog panting here. It's do- not the delicious man. <laughs> the dog, the dog. It's not the delicious old man. <laughs> no, no, it's the dog. Neil, I'm getting you a shirt that says delicious old delicious man. Delicious old man. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Thanks Bruno, wherever you are for that amazing comment. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Because you know what, Neil? Neither myself nor Lisa got such a compliment on this show. You did. No. So. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of it now. <laughs> now I'm going to hear about how delicious he is. <laughs> I'll just remind him of the old part. <laughs> That's right. You're old. You might be delicious, but you're old. But you're old. M- might be a little chewy. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. So what do you, what are your thoughts about that? Speaking of you, Neil, what you, something had to have come up in all this conversation. You want to share anything with the whiskey and weird universe? No, I think Lisa was on to it as far as there's a lot of stuff out there that we don't know regarding minerals, technology, um, things happening around us that we have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. Even the higher powers government doesn't know. Um I think there's a lot that they do know too that they're. I think so too. Hey, to elaborate on like the like the movement with you know tic tac shapes or UFOs and that stuff. I mean, it's so odd, so advanced compared to anything we've ever seen. You know, so you know there's much bigger things out there than what we know. So um, here, here's here's a question around that, like all of this stuff coming out about UFOs. I'm really, I, exactly. Why is it coming out? Why now? Why are they doing that? Are they, are they trying to, like some people think they're trying to um, distract us from something else, right? And what are they? Like, you know, my mom thinks trying to distract us from COVID stuff. I'm like, I think we're past that. I think it there's, but I, it, but I think we have to ask the question, why is this happening? Why are they doing it now? Because there is definitely a motive there. Like, 100% emotive behind that. So, I don't know. Any more thoughts on that, you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's so obvious now. I've seen even newscasts on that. and mm-hmm. uh, But nobody's really saying why they're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or are they desensitizing us to it, to welcome it, you know, in the near future? Like predictive programming? That right, to get you they're... used to it, that there are other people around. And then they're going to introduce something down the road. Yeah. Right? Ab- yeah. They're using it to sensitize people in a way. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, do you think... They it- have to find something at some point, though, and get us more acclimated. So I don't know if that theory stands until unless we start seeing you know, maybe a ship or then a creature, right? And then I'll be like, oh, okay, it's coming, you know? Yeah. But like- at that point, I think it's very speculative and... Likely, they just know. People know it's out there with everybody, you know, videotaping everything on their phone, right? Mm -hmm. So they're just like, well, let's just show it. I don't know what the hell it is. Let's, you know. Well, I think to to your point right there, Neil, is that it's it's funny when you like with UFOs or I was noticing this on on some show, paranormal show, and they're like, oh, there's more things being documented and and there's more evidence and and that's only because we can right like it doesn't mean it wasn't happening all of this time so maybe the motivation is simply that we can record what we're experiencing um it can't if we have a picture of it it becomes harder for them to uh deny the presence of it or to to you know whatever but uh so i you know how much of it is just that like okay we can't keep pretending that these things don't exist um but like, do you think, do you think, so on my ghost tour, I have this section where I have, uh, that I do down in Seattle, um, where it's just history, but it's about, um, it's about the Heaven's Gate cult, right? Um, because there's a Heaven's Gate tile down at Pike Place Market. So I'd st- tell a little story. And of course, Marshall Applewhite, who ran that, he, he totally was into this belief system that we're all aliens 
and that we're we're just in meat suits. We're either bad aliens or good aliens, and we're all here. Um, so, like, I guess, what do you think about the possibility that that these things already exist right here among us? Like, maybe maybe that is where we're going with this. Maybe they're already here. Yeah, I mean, that's like literally here. Yeah, here. like that, that, and how that might work. You know, like people then they just are in meat suits like humans i don't know you know well that's kind of like x-file very x-files yeah mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i just started yeah. watching that again this week by the way so i'll be really distracted well, that, for the next eight weeks um i want that poster i so want i so want Mulder's poster oh you do yeah I, I'll, i'm gonna get you one I'm getting that, you one, Lisa that I Heinemann. want to believe mm-hmm. poster. I'm going to get you it. one. I know where to get them. I'm oh, a- I know what Neil's getting. Neil's getting a picture of the Hale Bob comic. Remember oh, yeah. when the Hale Bob comic came? Well, that's, we that, that's what um, Marshall, t- that's, you know, that's when the whole Heaven's Gate suicide, uh, well, it was really a murder-suicide, let's be clear, um, happened. Oh, where did you find that? <gasps> Wait. Did you know he had that? No! What the heck, Neil? (laughs) He forgot to give it to me. (laughs) That's awesome. What a surprise. I thought you were getting the picture of the Hale-Bob Comet. We have a picture of the Hale-Bob Comet, and we we put a little sticker of a spaceship behind the comet. Uh, okay, here's here's a um, here's a comment from from Linda, you guys. Or maybe aliens are the missing link. All humans might be hybrids. You know what? Maybe it, we are. Well, when you get into the whole conversation with people about, and I again, I I have traversed lots of groups of people in my um, research. Let's say. You know, a lot of people believe we are really just that. That none of us are are really humans. That this is this is a this is an experiment. The human existence is basically an experiment, and that we're all star seeds. That we all came from something else. So essentially, you know, if you believe what a lot of these people think, um, it's not. Um, it's it, it's not out you know like people believe this they essentially so it's funny when I'm telling this story about Marshall Applewhite because. I'm like, there are actually people today that consider a version of this to be our reality. Um, and it's it's kind of intriguing to me, actually. And Linda's partner, what's Linda's partner? Lisa. Lisa. She's, yeah, she's here too. Hi, Lisa. Best name ever. Woohoo. So they're, they, at least Linda, or one of them says, I'm definitely a hybrid. Hey, hey, me too. For sure. Starseed right here. Yeah. Yeah, that's really well, funny. I mean, there's a whole scientific theory about how did life begin on Earth anyway. Yeah. How, right? There's that whole panspermia theory, meaning like little single cellular life organisms landed here from meteors. Yeah. So we originally, then life spawned from those little single cell organisms and through, you know, uh, evolution, here we are. Yeah. But I mean, if you go back to that whole theory then we're all aliens none of us really originated here we all came from someplace else right so, yeah and in I mean, a very literal sense that kind of makes more sense so, than what we're taught in the bible <laughs> i don't know <laughs> right? 
Like, I don't, that makes way more sense because that's how everything that we find has evolved here. You know, like, why are humans so, I don't, I don't know. It, we, science has shown us, regardless of what, you know, the Bible told us, that these things are all constantly evolving and where they kind of started. So why would humans be any different, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, and you know, then of course we could get, you know, we're, we're running low on time, but you, you, along that lines, you get into the, the conversation of, of people who, you know, believe to be from the Pleiades galaxies or, you know, Andromeda or things like that, who have these recollections of, of living in these different areas and basically are aliens, you know, or at least they feel like that. They're like, we're just souls, we're spirits, we're energy here having a human existence. Um, and that, that sounds very alien to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish, I wish I had some recollection like that. Yeah. I got nothing. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I've had my own interesting things and I know people, I mean, I, the conversations I'll have, you know, we'll, we'll have to spend more time together that, that, that I've had with people. Um, and I think sometimes you meet people and you have these conversations because you're meant to reawaken things that you didn't recall and you start to you start to have memories or you have dreams and awarenesses like oh that's what that was like I had no idea why that happened to me you know what I mean so Uh I'll have to share with you some of the the stories that (laughs) some of the things that I've heard from people that have kind of made me go okay hmm I might need to reconsider that experience a little bit because I'm sure you will do the same. And that's what I appreciate about you so much is because you are, I, I love the science, like the science is really important to me. And I, for so many years, that was where I came from. And so it was almost like, it was almost really scary to start experiencing things myself that I couldn't explain. So the science part is still really very important to me. Um, and I think that, I think that we have to have, I mean, the whole both and um, part of that. It's really important. You can't have one without the other and they do not exist, you know, kind of like the, the, what you were talking about earlier with these, these, you know, particles that were once entangled and become separate, you know, it's this, it's the same thing with kind of this science stuff and the more mystic or spiritual stuff. They, they are not separate from each other and we just have to figure out where, where and why they are connected, I think. Well, and the more you learn about one, it seems the more you realize how deeply connected it is to the other, how really? they can't be separate. Mm-hmm. Abs- right? And, absolutely. And it's like the more you learn, the more you realize that, 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 that there is no separation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think that, you know, for me, I think that's been the troubling thing, um, about like, um, about like, you know, religion you know specifically has been about controlling our awareness in that in those realms right because like okay it's been an understanding that these things are intrinsically connected but but for people for humans to understand and and be aware of this gives them power and when we have that power we can't be controlled right linda says alchemy when science meets magic right there that's a hundred percent, right? That is so true. And there's a reason. I don't know. I've had this feeling, and I think I mentioned it that night we were out t- 
to dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of brewing and brewing and growing um, probably for over, probably for the last year or maybe even two of working towards something where that, that we are, I keep having, to, I, can't, I don't even know, I'm fumbling my words, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I have this overwhelming feeling that we're on the edge of something. Mm-hmm. We're at, we're, we're on the verge of something big, and I don't know what it is. It's not necessarily good, but it's not necessarily bad. All I keep getting is just um, information, information overload, mm-hmm. and I, it's just a feeling. I don't, I don't, I, I have a, I really have a hard time verbalizing it or putting it into, into words, other than. It's just this feeling down in my gut of we're on the edge of something. I, Whether it's some big revelation or some big knowledge that we're about to be given, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I'm about to learn something big. Yeah. And it's been brewing and brewing and brewing. And I don't know where it comes from. And I know I mentioned it to you that night we went out to dinner. I don't know where this feeling is coming from. But it's been brewing for probably a year or more. I feel like we're on the precipice of something that we're. So we're. I I love that you brought this up because, in the in the mystic world, we are very much aware of this happening, um, that we are on the verge of a of a, an up leveling, an ascension of of sorts to a five more of a five dimension thing. Um, and you know, I think it's really important actually that you bring up the fact that you don't know if it's good or if you don't know if it's bad because nothing is inherently one or the other. Everything is, it's all both and, and you can't have one. It's, and it, and it might be bad for some people, you know, it might be because especially if you're not willing to acknowledge it, I, I think, but there are a lot of people like you, Lisa, that are, that are, that you yourself are right on the edge. Like I know you have an awareness that we will continue to come into. Um, but this, this is really happening for it's, it's an evolution thing and it, it has happened many times throughout history, but particularly right now, there's a, just a huge ascension to the fifth dimension. Um, and, uh, it, it feels just really like weird. Gut feeling of like, you're like, you're like, you're waiting to learn something. You're right there. Yeah. You're right there. Yep. And, and like I said, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel bad. But the feeling I get is like, I'm a, a, you're about to get a bunch of information. Mm-hmm. You need to be prepared because you're about to learn something, and it's going to be freaking huge. I th- I think like the key I I think the key to that is basically being willing to say I'm open to this information and I'm open to whatever this is happening, and you'll start to understand it. And you'll start to see what it means for you differently. Does that make sense? Um, because, of course, you're, you are going to be inclined to put up barriers to that because of your science background. Um, but, but there's something very real about you that is non-scientific. And, and, it's, and that's why you're getting that information. So that's just my weird perspective on that. Um, but there is something happening. And I don't even know what it is. I mean, it comes from this aspect of, of a level of claircognizance when you just know something and you can't explain it, but you're like, you know, so clearly you have, you have that ability, claircognizance to have those messages coming to you. And it doesn't mean we always understand them. It just means that they're there and we're aware of this really bigger 
much bigger picture in ways that we can't understand yet in our human existence, right? And it is possible to learn more as as we experience, you know, as we're humans. But um, but yeah, that's really fascinating. I, I love it when people share that with me because I'm like, yep, you're right. You know, do with it what you want, really. Like, but if you're willing to be open it. Now, I will tell you in my own experience that if you decide to be open, if you really, if you really say to the universe, I'm open to this, just be prepared for an onslaught for a while. <laughs> it can be a real, and it, it's just weird. I mean, and I think for me, that's part of why I kind of went into this weird, weird place myself, because I was down litter, something to consider. Um, yeah, but what, what you're feeling isn't unusual. A lot of people on both sides are feeling that. And it's interesting because even if you look, if you, if you look into like the, um, like the political world and even the religious world, there are people feeling this and trying, trying to project it as something as, you know, as as something really different, um, as uh, the reckoning is coming or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's because they're feeling the same thing, but it's, I don't believe it's what they believe is, is, is happening. They're just not ready to be open to that aspect of themselves but again that's just that's just my perspective on it but I love that you're feeling that you should go with that you should explore that and and Neil's staring me down like what the hell are you telling my wife to do (laughs) you delicious old man you Neil (laughs) yeah I know. See, I'm telling you, there's all sorts of reasons that you and I were reconnected. Probably, our minds, our minds w- complement each other, right? We could, we could do more episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think we should That's look. The, your intuition is one of the things I appreciate most about uh-huh. you, which is something I feel like I'm sorely lacking. I'm very cerebral, very, you know, I have to see it to believe it. Very, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have much more awareness of your feelings and that intuition. Um, and I think it's a nice balance. I, I think so too. And, 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 you know, I, I appreciate you coming from the science part because believe it or not, it's actually very affirming and it's, uh, and it gives me more ways to describe what I understand and what I experience, if that makes sense. I mean, and like I said, they are not separate. A hundred percent, they are not separate. And as someone who is intuitive and who comes from being more of a pragmatic or scientific thinker, I, though that makes sense for me. I I love to do that. So we should. I was just gonna say, <clears throat> when I come back on in the fall, we should we should do some. You know, come more at some some of these scientific. You should come on again with me, and kind of come at this quantum theory stuff and. Um, uh, Don just mentioned like black holes and things like that. Um, so here, I'm going to pull this up really, really quickly. Yeah. With the imaging of black holes and the possibility that they data, that they data log contain the history of all that they have consumed. Yeah. So, um, gotcha. I got you, Don. I got your, yeah. So, I mean, science, science, it's not separate. They aren't separate at all. And, um, I think, I think there has been purpose in trying to keep them separate because as soon as we start to realize that they aren't we become empowered right Mm -hmm. yeah so what was it i'm trying to think what is it the kids what was it the um that they were um 
Illuminati, the Illuminata. Like the Illuminati. Right? <laughs> like, that's exactly what that's all about, right? It, it really is about the convergence of these things and people who are very much aware of that, you know, and, and there's a lot of truth to the, to the belief systems in, in that area. Um, Linda says, please help me understand quantum physics. <laughs> So, I understand. It's all theory. A lot of, or a lot of it is theory, mm-hmm. quantum theory. But I mean, there are some tried and true, tested, you know, things that that we can explore. But yeah, but but we it would be really kind of fun to like even go and and you know I like to go off the cuff with these things, but it'd be kind of fun for us to sit down and look at these different theories and kind of name what kind of supernatural or paranormal paranormal phenomenon that these things actually um would support it'd be kind of cool for our for the people watching to see to to have a really clear some clear evidence about that and understand it because i don't think most people understand quantum theory (laughs) right that's just but it's like that whole quantum entanglement that i was talking about it brings a whole new perspective to things like portals yeah time travel yeah by location yeah right we've got these particles that exist in multi-states all when i say states i mean states of matter mm-hmm. all at the same time how can that be but they do it yeah so well and of course you know like yeah the whole parallel universe notions and that we exactly. are we are existing in different places at different time periods um you know hence deja vu and things like that so i don't know Anyway, so uh, it is after eight o'clock. Going into the whole Schrodinger's cat thing, the whole you know Schrodinger's cat thought experiment, where the cat is both alive and dead at the same time until you open the box. So it's existing in every possible form. Yeah, at the same time. It that's and that's very much how quantum particles behave. Mm -hmm. They behave as material, but as energy as well. Yeah. That's funny. I, I I should probably sign off, but it's funny. I was just saying the other night at at dinner um, after Noah graduated with my parents, and talking about how you know when you when you lose loved ones, especially ones that you aren't around all the time, you just kind of have in the back of your mind that they're still alive somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe they are. It's just such an and it feels very real until you just kind of embrace that notion of they are gone from this this life but it you just think oh this person is sitting at that you know kitchen table or doing whatever and 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 there's probably more to that than just our sentimental connection to people I think um I think it's easy to explain it away with a lot of things but but yeah I think we should have some fun thing right that if we're all connected in a very physical scientific way that certainly explains why twins share some of those experiences that they do where one happens to one if it happens to the other where the other experience what one is going through right yeah and you could say oh that's just hokey mumbo jumbo that's a bunch of baloney but again going back to the quantum physics and that whole entanglement thing these two people came from a solitary cell so it would it would it isn't that far-fetched that one is experiencing the other one will also experience on some level yeah it that's fascinating and this kind of as a final note and then i should probably sign off but um 
the uh, my my sister Kelly and I were very very close and ve- like we this the things that we connect on and we it's just it's really hard to explain but we recently came to this awareness and some of it's been the work that we were twins in a past life um, at least that's what we believe um, based on some things that we've explored and I was like okay that makes a lot of sense that we would have that there's just been all this, all of this stuff and so anyway just a whole nother conversation for a whole nother podcast. But, but Lisa, I'm so grateful that you came on with me. This is really fun. And you too, um, delicious old man, Neil. (laughs) Um, I'd love to get together in person with you guys soon. So we'll have to make that happen. Um, but thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And let's, let's do this again and let's, let's dig deeper into, in some of that quantum theory stuff. Cause I think that could be, really fun and um, really interesting for people so all right you guys all right thank you so much bye and thanks to everybody for chiming in tonight um i hope you had um a good time and learned a little bit and enjoyed my friend lisa and her husband neil and again um uh thank you thank you for watching thank you for chiming in listening whether it's on the replay later whether it was live tonight on facebook or youtube or if it was um Uh, or if you're listening later on your favorite podcast, this is Whiskey and Weird, and I will see you soon. Take care.